Hi, my name is Scott Kerland, and my best friend Lils Martin hates musicals. I'm Lils Martin, and my friend and acquaintance Scott Kerland loves musicals. Wait, what? I don't like, I don't like begrudging for it or anything. Wait, I don't know. I said you were my best friend, and you just called me a friend and acquaintance? Yeah. I was working really, really hard on creating this podcast for you where I show you great movie musicals and bad movie musicals because I love you, but you want to be a dick. We were supposed to court this promo for Hell is a Musical, and what are we doing right now? Sounds like we're recording the promo right now. Hell is a Musical on the Zero Science Network. Be there. Hmm, about time. The feel-good movie that will have you crying. I think I'll be the judge of that. My son. My dad. (laughs) About time. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. How long will I love you? As long as stars are above you Longer if I can Tear me apart, Lisa! Snap out of it! You owe me 15 grand, pal. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. We are a little behind. This is the belated Father's Day episode because, you know, the world's a fucked up place right now. So, <laughs> but back to help with another Father's Day episode is my dad. Hi, Scott. Hi, dad. Jesus. <laughs> you... <laughs> so formal. I, I don't know what to say. So you picked this. You picked About Time. Well, I thought it was about time to do this movie. Can you... Go. <laughs> well, this is a film that if you don't have a heart, don't watch this movie. <laughs> what? It's true. Oh, no. I, it's an incredibly emotional movie. You know, it, it had been a few years since I had seen it last. And uh, it, 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 it's a better movie the second time I saw it. I, I, I enjoyed it the first time, but I enjoyed it more the second time. Well, so. you get to give us the rule that we created specifically for you. <laughs> this is called the Blockbuster Rule, a.k.a. the John Curland Rule, because last time you spent the entire podcast giving us a synopsis of a movie that I asked for a tiny paragraph. So Absolutely. you're in a Blockbuster video, and the back of About Time on the movie package says what? The son learns that he has the ability to go back in time and change things. He and his father develop stronger bonds. He also learns um, to find the woman that he's going to love. And, and trick her. And, and, right. And, and uh, it's a very heartwarming movie about relationships and uh, very funny as well. Those who rented this also rented Love Actually and Notting Hill. 
so this was directed by Mr. Richard Curtis, who had only directed three films. He directed this, he directed Love Actually, and Pirate Radio, also known as The Boat That Rocked in the UK, which we are very popular in the UK, so I don't want them to listen and be like, what the fuck is Pirate Radio? It's The Boat That Rocked. Um, and he also wrote Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral, the list goes on. But this one, I think, is my favorite. Well, I, I love Love Actually a lot. And, and one of the reasons why I love both of these movies is Bill Nye. He's great. He almost plays the same character. He's less cheeky in, in, in About Time than he is in Love Actually. Well, if you notice, like, things... I've seen this movie a lot. Because the first time I saw it, I saw it with someone that I didn't like. So then I went back with, with another friend. And while we were watching it, he just turns to me and he goes, Oh my God, is he going to have sex with Margot Robbie and go back in time and pretend like it didn't happen? <laughs> and then I was like, the perfect cry. <laughs> but there are moments in this movie where like, it's very sweet, but then there are like cringeworthy moments. Like, like, so we're going to be jumping around all over the place. When he meets Mary the first time, it's the, to me, it's like the perfect movie meet cute and you don't see anything. Okay. Well, first of all, let's back up. The main character's name is Tim. Yes. And he's played by Donald Gleason. Donald. Donald. Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. You know who his dad is, right? Um, Jackie Gleason? No. no. <laughs> Brennan Gleason. Yes, I do. So he's Bill Weasley and his dad is Mad Eye Moody. There you go. And his dad in this one is Rufus Scrimjaw. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> he also was Victor in the uh, Underworld movie. <sighs> please leave my <laughs> please leave my house. <laughs> well, it it really, I mean it, it it's his character is so different from that one like, you know, monstrous character that he played. Well, the weirdest thing is Donald Gleason is in the Harry Potter films. He's in Star Wars, and he's also um, in Peter Rabbit. So it's a very weird yeah. legacy. <clears throat> when uh, so so his character is Tim, and he's he's a lawyer, and he lives with his mother, father. Wait, is a lawyer different than a barrister? Because he's the barrister. Well, you know, they call it a lawyer, and I f I thought that was pretty interesting because in England, I believe and is that there's solicitors and barristers but he 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 and 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 um, Mary, Mary oh i thought you were talking about his partner well, yeah rory they call themselves lawyers which you know maybe just the generic term i don't know well i thought the lawyer was the one who was the the one who prepped the case and then the barrister was the one who i don't know he wears a funny wig yeah yes <laughs> Everybody does. But in any event... I always wanted one of those. <laughs> so so um, Tim lives with his mother, his father, his da uh, sort of daft uncle. And his adorable sister. Yes. Kit Kat. Yes. And oh, what year do you think the movie takes place in, starts in? Oh, good question. Um, 1998? I don't know. No. It's 2003 because when the movie ends, so it starts on New Year's Eve of 2003, 
into 2004, and the movie ends in 2014. Oh, really? So it yeah. spans 10 years. Well, Posey. Yeah, yeah, because of the kids. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it. So <clears throat> um, when I first, when you first see Tim, he really kind of looks less than ordinary. He, he, he didn't strike me as being attractive. He, he almost looked like um, <clears throat> a tall, skinny, howdy doody. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say he looked like Ron Howard. Oh no, Ron Howard he, was better like, looking than that. No, I think I think Donald Gleason is a very handsome man. Well, that's the whole thing about this movie. The first time you see him, you just he looks he looks sort of like a mess. And as the movie goes along, he are gets you saying that looking. you by the end of the movie you want to have sex with Donald Gleason, Dad? No, no, I didn't say that. I will tag him in this. <laughs> Please date my father, who's yeah. been married to my mom for, for the better years. for forty six years. No, no, but uh, it it just struck me as though, and and of course, Rachel uh, Rachel McAdams, right, is the love interest who she was not originally cast. Who was originally cast for that? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, I like Zoe Deschanel. I like Rachel McAdams better. I don't think it's Zoe Deschanel because I prefer. Mary seems like someone who you would believe. Like when you see Rachel McAdams, she is such a chameleon. You can believe her as a total bitch, like in Mean Girls, or someone very sweet, like in this. Where Zoe Deschanel, she's just always this girl who always talks like a muppet. Like, well, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I just, I find, I find her uh, Deschanel uh, sort of. Appealing like like the character who, um, oh, what's her name uh, in Red and Red Two, uh, the love interest for oh Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, she plays the same type of a little, you know. No, little... she doesn't. Have you seen Weeds? <laughs> well, no, no. I'm just saying in the, in those movies, she she. Oh, you mean Zoe? No, no, Mary Louise Parker in Weed. She's a drug dealer. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the character like that she played in in those movies, and and she just sort of had this ethereal lightness to her. That, yeah, that ended up wanting to be a contract killer. Yeah, I get it. Okay, let's get back to the movie then, <laughs> because um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rachel, Rachel McAdam. <clears throat> I never liked her hair in this movie. You're not supposed to. Oh, okay. You're not supposed. That, then it, that then was they did the a joke great job because the the whole Richard Curtis said in an interview, he's like, if people really look at the subtext, it's a story of two people who are very sweet who have bad haircuts who fall in love. Well, because yes. he has a really bad haircut. Oh, no question. And they comment about it in the movie too. Well, her hair isn't terrible. It's just she went with bangs. She had the haircut. That I would imagine Hermione Granger having all the time. Well, it's sort of bushy. I'm sorry, Dad. On this podcast, we don't hair shame people. I'm not hair shaming her. I'm just commenting. I mean, she's a lovely actress, and she's she's very attractive. I'm just saying that that the hair that they did for her is is a slightly off putting. That's let, let me just put it that way. But I'm sure she has a great personality. Oh, she does. She was <laughs> hilarious. She she had a great personality. Well, but... the one thing she does in this movie that drives me crazy is um, she whispers when she's lying. <laughs> Have you noticed that? It's not too brown. I love brown. <laughs> My fringe is new. 
fringe is perfect. Fringe is the best fit. Lilith! We have to go! I found a communist dodgy friend is about to assault me. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm coming. Two seconds. Like, like, uh, in the meet cute scene, when they actually meet, because they meet in a restaurant. I guess this is a thing in London that you dine in the dark and all your waiters are blind. That's a real restaurant in London. Are they are they blind? I didn't know yes. they were blind. Yes. I just don't know how the hell you eat in a restaurant where you can't see your food. I have no idea. But but when they come out, um, but it's a blind date thing. It's like a dating thing, I think. No, it's just a restaurant. So so they just bug two people who are having dinner. I thought they were at the same table, but how could you well, tell? Well, the, the side by side, like like it was a small table. I I guess there's a table for people who show up late, okay. like like are not show up late. They they didn't have a reservation. They didn't. So, but in that scene when she meets Tim outside for the first time, her friend Joanna is like yelling, "Come on, hurry up!" And she's like, "I'm coming." Two seconds. Like <laughs> like when. When she's like lying a little bit, she whisper talks, and I was like, "That's weird." Well, <clears throat> in any event, so what happens in the movie is that um, he he moves out of his house. Well, we forgot the most important thing. Uh, after the New Year's Eve party, oh yes, he finds right. out from his dad that the family secret is that all the men can travel in time. This is going to sound strange. Be prepared for strangeness. Get ready for spooky time. Uh, but there's this family secret. And the secret is that the men in the family can travel in time. Well, more accurately, travel back in time. And I'm sorry, but that is so sexist. It is. I believe you, the women on the Bechtel test podcast would be very pissed off well look look at it from this perspective the men always make the most mistakes so this gives them an opportunity to correct all the mistakes that they make yeah but mary makes a few mistakes in this one like like when she uh tells her parents to come up after right right <laughs> well let's we'll get back to that yeah i know but, but in any event yeah so so the the way that it works is is sort of weird he walks into a dark either closet or bathroom stall bathroom wherever he he clenches clenches his fist and closes and his eyes closes his eyes and imagines where what time he wants to be at like but he can't go forward he only can go backwards and he can only go in his own life right right so as as bill nye says i can't kill hitler and i can't, I can't shag helen of troy <laughs> that's right that's right um so so <clears throat> the very first time his father tells him, he, he's absolutely incredulous. He, well, I love, I love what Bill Nye he says. Your your reaction is better than mine because I went fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but his, but 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 Tim's reaction was no, this can't be true. <clears throat> so um, what happened is at the New Year's party, which was the night before he was told about his superpower. Yeah, and I think his dad did that on purpose. Maybe. Um <clears throat> he had an he 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 had been dancing with this sort of blonde woman. Yeah, I forget the actress's name, but she's on Fleabag. She plays Boo. She plays the main character's best friend on that show. They're very similar characters cuz I like I like to believe that her character on Fleabag was the same character in this. So so 
the 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 first New Year's party, because there's a second one, which is a reenactment of the first. But there's technically the, three. But right in the first one, uh, his friend Jay, Jay. <laughs> knocks over drinks on people. Like uh, there's a table full of drinks. Right. And you so got to talk into the mic, Dad. There's table three. There we go. I can hear you now. Thank ah. you. Maybe maybe it's better that people don't. But in any event, he is so his friend. He and his friend Jay knock over his friend Jay knocks over these drinks on, and food on these. That people. had to be the flimsiest table. <laughs> well, in any event, I mean he he smashed into it. So, um, Dad, uh, I've smashed into tables before too, but I don't lift the top up like he did that on purpose. Well, in any event, <clears throat> so so um, t- uh, Tim is dancing with this. Yeah, with this young lady, and they do the countdown for New Year's Eve. Yep, and when they get to Happy New Year, everyone kisses. The the girl leans into him as if she wants a kiss, and he backs off and And shakes shakes her hands. And then, and then you can see she's terribly upset. I mean, she's like mortified. Yep. So he wakes up the next morning. He's hungover. His dad tells him about this. So what he does is he goes he, to, to try to prove that his dad is wrong. He goes into the, the bureau. Yeah, the I clock. love that exchange. He's like, I'm going to go in there. And when I come up and nothing happens, you're going to be in so much trouble. We'll see. So much trouble. <laughs> yeah. So he goes back in time. So that, and he goes back just to the night before at the party. So they, he and his friend Jay walk in and he... He saves pull, the table. He saves the table. Makes out with Boo. Right. That's he, what I'm going to call her. I think her character's name in this is Polly. But, but for some reason, at every party, I've noticed that she's actually always ends up catering it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, in any event, so so she's really happy, and and he and then he and and the thing is, he goes in the closet wearing the clothes that he's wearing at the time that. He, he, he wants to go back in time, but when he goes back in time, all of a sudden he's miraculously wearing the same clothes. He was he, wearing the night before. Yeah, or whenever he goes back in time. Right, yeah. So he somehow changes clothes. Um, <clears throat> so if that doesn't seem too far-fetched, uh, you'll enjoy the rest of the, the movie because um, what happens is... Oh, wait, he, I, I, hold on. Before we get there, I love when he comes back from traveling time the first time and he goes does mom know no weird <laughs> i just love that, that right. re- reaction um and i also love do you time travel yes absolutely still now all the time <laughs> yeah i mean he, he 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 it seems like he almost lives three or four or ten or fifteen lives by yeah. by I was reading a review and they compared this to Groundhog Day, which, which n- is, no. Go ahead. No, I yeah. disagree because in Groundhog Day, he doesn't have control of it. He, in, right. in, in About Time, he can control everything. I thought of Groundhog Day when I was watching this as well because clearly he's given another opportunity to correct things. But Groundhog Day takes place, it's like 10,000 years worth of time or something. That is the Buddhist lore, lore that, that Harold Ramis picked it up from. But Harold Ramis said in an, one of his last interviews was that it's actually 65 years. 65 to 75 years. Because it, it takes 10 years to get good at something, and he learns at least 
the piano and everything. The piano, the ice sculpture, the the ice skating. So at, at least 40 years because he also does learn a foreign language too. Right. So so you know, the thing the thing that always got me about um Groundhog Day, which by the way is um interestingly enough one of the most discussed movies in religious circles because he's essentially immortal. Right. But here's where I disagree with with about time is Groundhog Day. In a, in Groundhog Day, he is a piece of shit. Like Phil Collins. Oh yeah, he starts out that way. Right. But Tim It from takes the, him 65 years to be a decent human being. But Tim in this has always been a sweet, lovable guy. Oh, absolutely. So so it that one is about bettering yourself and this one is more about being okay with living your life because he finds the key to time travel is not spoiler alert is not time traveling. Right, right. So in any event, um getting back to about time. It's um, about time. Yeah, thank you. So he so Tim moves out of out of the house on in Cornwall where they were living. This is a a British movie. Yes. Although Rachel McAdams plays an American. Okay, so this is Rachel McAdams' third time travel movie because before this she's done The Time Traveler's Wife and Midnight in Paris. Okay. She, they they said that she has a niche. <laughs> in any event. So, um this he, is where we meet Harry, the playwright. Right. Who is so, one of so, the best characters so, of the movie. Yeah. So so what happens is um Tim is told he goes to London and he says, I'm going to be staying at a friend of my father's who's uh, this playwright. What the fuck do you want? Yeah, he rings the door. He, he knocks on the door and... and um, it's Tom Hollander from the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, series. He, he's in the two and three with Bill Nighy. Yeah, and, and he, he acts like such a jerk but to... he's a lovable dick. Well, later on, later on, he becomes more. I mean, I mean, there's there's a great now, there's a great visual joke in in the movie where where um, uh, Rachel McAdam, uh, Mary, and Tim have a baby. Yeah, and and Rory, who's Tim's best friend in London, another yeah, lawyer. At, at, yeah, um, he's there with, with this giant, giant uh, bear, and named he said, Horace. Yeah, he says. I've always told that was told that you buy a stuffed animal that's larger than the baby, and then they switch to um, Harry. Harry, and he's, and he's got, got a- this tiny little teddy bear, and he basically says like "fuck off" or something <laughs> like that. He's just mortified. I also love his face after uh, when he's reading the reviews of his play, and and he's like, "I don't really normally read the reviews." And then he kind of licks his lips and goes, but this one's really good. <laughs> Harry Chapin is guilty of genius. So, so what, what happens is, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, the night of the dinner in the dark where yeah. he meets Mary. Yeah. And the cute me cute, as yeah, I call it. Um, is also the same night. Of Harry's play. Harry's got this play. And in the play... One of the actors completely forgets his Richard line. Richard E. Grant. Yeah, he forgets his lines. And, and I need, hold on, before you get there, the fact that they got two of, of London's like biggest, not only stage actors, but 
they're they're big character actors in films to be in like two scenes and barely do anything. Richard E. Grant and Richard Griffiths, Uncle Dursley, and um, the last bad guy in the last Star Wars movie. Um, but they're these two throwaway characters, and they're these two, they're sirs. They're like two knights, Sir Richard right. E. Grant and Sir Richard Griffiths. Right, and they play attorneys or lawyers in this um, this play about, uh, obviously, some sort of trial. Yeah, war crime. It had to be a war crime, right? I, probably. He's, yeah, wearing, probably. he's wearing a British officer's uniform. Well, it could be, but in any event. Um, so what happens is... Um, Mar- uh, Tim goes on his date with Mary. And wakes up the next morning, and Harry is, like, desolate. Kind because- of trying to kill himself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, really. Um, he he uh, he has some sort of wound on his hand. Yeah, and and uh, Tim Tim helps him with that, and he he's showing that instead of the the this was going to be his triumph. This play his return to writing because he hadn't written in twenty years. So and and this all they're going to write about is how this actor screwed up. And, and this has one of the best line deliveries. Ever from Tom Holander, he's like, "I'll I'll fix this," and he goes, "How are you going to offer them a blow job?" Like the way he <laughs> says "blow job." So, so he's like, "Not quite." <laughs> so so what happens is, Tim goes back in time, and this shows what a mensch Tim is because he kind of sacrifices himself. I don't know if he realized he did though. Yeah, I, I, he. See, see, he didn't know all the rules right. when he did this. He goes back in time, and instead of having his date with Mary in the dark, he goes and he talks to Uncle Dursley. Yeah, Richard Griffiths, <clears throat> which this was his last movie. And, and, and says to him, you know, that, that uh, tr- trial scene has yeah, some pretty way- tricky lines. Yeah, yeah, he's like, there's a few big ones, you know. Huge paragraphs. So, and I love, I love when he kicks him out. Richard Griffiths goes, "Get out of here, you ginger twerp." Yeah, and and, and but then he goes and starts to reread the lines. Yeah. So so um, Harry and and Tim are watching the play, and Dursley does a great job with his lines. And then Richard E. Grant gets up there, and it's like, "Oh no, it was the wrong actor." Yeah. <laughs> so 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 Tim actually goes back a little bit. He writes the 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 um the and how the hell did he know what the what the um uh, the he script had was? to steal the script from Harry like that's <laughs> all I can think of but not just that no one would have let him backstage no one would have let him like that was my my big problems is no one would have let him backstage to talk to Richard Griffiths and no one would have let him backstage well he came in with Harry he did come in with Harry it doesn't matter if he came in with Harry. The stage managers don't know that backstage of the actual play. Maybe like yeah. the dressing rooms is one thing. In any event, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to tear the, you know, look for plot holes. There's a million of them in this thing. Have you not listened to this podcast? That's what we do. <laughs> but in any event, so so <clears throat> he he uh, goes back in time and he writes on cardboard the lines. So why do I have a feeling he stole that cardboard from like some poor homeless oh, man? <laughs> like, really? It, sorry, it, I'm taking your house. Yeah. So and then of course the play is a huge success. And then he looks at his cell phone because Mary gave him her, her phone number and it's not there. Yeah, and I do love when he gets <laughs> the phone number he's like yeah, can I have your phone number if I ever need to call you about and she goes stuff. Right. <laughs> So, so, but what happens is apparently you can't be in two places at, at the same time. Right. That's the butterfly effect. Like, so, right. So, 
so now he's got to he's got to try to hook up with Mary again under different circumstances. So he finds out that she loves Kate Moss. Right, that came up at the date. Yes. So he knew that about her. And that has another great there's so many great one lines like one liners in this movie. Like when she goes, I was going to wear one of her dresses. Do you like <laughs> wow, what about you? And he goes, "No, her clothes look terrible on me." <laughs> right, right. So um <clears throat> So he he happens to see in the newspaper with the review that says what a genius Harry is. Yeah, there's an art show about all of Kate Moss's ex, ex, exhibitions. So he figures she's going to be there. And he stalks her. Well, he's there and he's sitting and waiting for her. But yes, you're right. He he goes like five days. And... and um, Finally, she shows up. It looks like she showed up twice because her friend, Joanne, or whatever her name was, wasn't there the first time they talked, but she was no, the second. No, jo Joanna was, I think she was meeting her there. Okay. And, yeah. So, in any event, so he, he, he basically taps her, and she has no idea who he was because they didn't meet because right. he was now at the play instead of at the, at the restaurant. And... Um, he comes off as a little bit creepy. He's very creepy in this scene. Yeah, because I, I will also say that Kit Kat in this scene, his sister, is amazing, especially when she she uh, licks her fingers. Which now in a, a post COVID world, that made me cringe. But when she like gets the smudge off him and then just goes, "You go, girl." <laughs> so in any event, so um, it turns out that um, because he missed the date with her, she ended up. With another guy. With another guy. And the party, did you catch the date of the party? No. It's my birthday. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I did catch that. I did catch that. So, so. I'm going to have to beat that out because I'm not letting people know when my actual birthday is. So. Okay. Um, I did catch it, Scott. I know when your birthday is. <laughs> I'll leave that. But in any event, um, so he decides he's going to go to the party and meet Mary who he, he's going back in time, so he's going to meet Mary for yeah, the first time yeah, at the well, party. Well, we meet the the guy she ends up with, and the guy is a major dick. Like, yeah, not yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> but in any event, but previously when they were talking about Kate, Kate Moss, Kate Moss, she she basically described how she felt about Kate Moss as an artist and the history and all this other stuff. And she's still just that same afraid naked girl on the beach, <laughs> right? So so. When he when he meets her at the party, he throws at her her exact lines. Let's talk about Kate Moss. I love Kate Moss. I always think the key thing with her is the history. Yes. Know, the informality of her early shots compared to high fashion stuff. So you always know that underneath, she's still just the same cheeky, normal girl, naked on the beach. Beach. I agree with you completely. If we leave now, then we can have, you know, more than one starter. So that's why I feel like like her memory starts to, all the timelines start to melt together. And that's why, like, she knows he's the guy that she's supposed to be with because, like, it's starting to, like, meld, like... Right, but but I mean, theoretically, she doesn't have any memory of any of that. Right, but I'm just saying, like, she knows to trust him because... He he goes and he's like, I can tell that like you're really bored at this party. Will you come and have dinner with me? And that's really forward. But but his whole speech is very cute. And 
the part that's in the trailer that they cut out is uh, he says, I love your eyes. But then the next part that they cut out is, I love your eyes. I love your whole face. I haven't looked down, but I'm sure it's all fantastic. <laughs> in any event. So so they leave the party after 10 minutes and go out. Because he promised her 10 starters at dinner, <laughs> which I do love that in London, appetizers are called starters. Okay. So I didn't know what that was, but I'm glad. That yeah. You, thank you. So he so, promised her a smorgasbord of food. So, so they, they're having a wonderful time at dinner. And she says, will you walk me to my car? Wait, wait, before we get there, I, I didn't talk about the one thing that actually dri- drives me crazy in the party scene. Uh-oh. This is my big plot hole. This is the one thing that just always kind of, it doesn't ruin about time for me. I still love this film. But when he gets to the party, he bumps into her friend, Joanna, right. and she goes, do I know you? And he goes, I'm a friend of Mary's, which she hadn't met him. So if she bumps into Mary like later after they have their amazing date, she could figure out that, that he was just there kind of stalking her. Well, except for, the, I mean. That's not how it goes, but I'm just right. saying. So in any event, they go out to dinner, and they have a wonderful time, and she says, will you walk me to my car? And he says, sure. And they're walking, and they're walking, and they're walking. <laughs> and it's like, it looks like she, he, like they, she walked all the way to, to, through, through London to get to her car. And he says, uh, did you have a hard time parking? <laughs> and she says, well, I actually got a lift to the party. But, but he's so excited. He's like, great, because I get to spend more time with you. Oh, yeah, no. But I also love in that scene where he's kind of negging her. He's kind of like being very negative about her job. He's like, oh, you're a reader. Ooh, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, but they were, they were both laughing about right. it. It was a joke. Right, no, I know it was a joke because also it has the great line of sometimes I wonder if, Porn stars, <laughs> prostitutes, prostitutes. If if they can't uh, enjoy sex, oh, you wonder about that. Sometimes I wonder about. That. <laughs> In any event, there's 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 some pretty interesting and, and humorous banter. Yeah, their date is so cute. Also, when he finds out that she has three jacked older brothers, and oh, he goes, yeah. "Oh God, where are they?" And she goes, "They're right behind <laughs> us." <laughs> yeah, the, all their stuff is very cute, and that's what leads this movie. This movie is a love story in three parts. It's it's first a love story about them, then it's a love story about him and his sister, then it's a love story about him and his dad. Right. And the mom gets fucked and, and poor Uncle Desmond gets fucked too. Like like they What about loving Uncle Desmond? Poor sweet Uncle Desmond in his immaculate suits. Well, yeah, we'll get into Uncle Desmond after after we we I know go through the little bit of this. The, the, well, what we also forgot to talk about because this is what we're probably talking about next. Before he moved to the city, there was a girl oh, played yeah. by Margot Robbie named right. Charlotte, who was Kit Kat's bastard boyfriend, Jimmy's cousin. And she is just as bad as Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Absolutely. And 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 actually, that, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's one of his first time travel things, where where um, he uh, explodes suntan lotion on her back. Yeah. Yeah. So so and and the, the look on on Bill Nye on Dad's face. Bill Nye. He's called Dad. Yeah. He has no name. He's just Dad. Um, so, no, he has a name. Peter. Uh, Oh, okay. Because I looked on, I you know. Well, when when he's talking to uh, Harry, he goes, "I'm Peter Lake's." Nope, Peter Lake. Yeah, what about him? Oh, okay. 
So, yeah, he did mention it, but in any event. That's um, when he says your dad's an odd cock. <laughs> in any event, so what happens is they're, they're, they're at their estate on, in Cornwall, and the girls are wearing bikinis, and they're lying in the sun on their stomachs. And evilly, Margot Robbie's character goes, Tim, can you put suntan lotion on my back? Which Right, and, well, Bill Nye's sitting at a table, and he's watching this whole thing. And in and, 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 and effort number one... <laughs> Tim jumps up and goes right over there, and he, and he inadvertently dumps the whole container of, of um, suntan lotion on her if back. If that isn't a metaphor for shooting your wad, I don't know what is. In any event, the it's look- It's true. The, but the look on Bill Nye's face when he had like, oh my God, my kid is such a klutz type of thing. So, so the next time, so he goes back in time. He's there. He's lying on his back, and wearing he's a reading a book. He's trying to play cool. This time, he's wearing sunglasses. Right. So, so she goes, oh, "Will you help me?" Um, and he does the thing where he just puts up his finger and he goes, "One minute." <laughs> right. So he's really playing it cool, and he he pours the suntan lotion in his hand and then rubs it on, and it and it and she enjoys it a great deal. So, Ugh. so it's the last night. Because it was, she was there for the summer. Yeah, like so a for month. three months. Okay, so it's her last night there, and and he's crazy about her because let's face it, she's Margot Robbie. Yeah, and she's, she's Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's gorgeous, and and he he goes into her bedroom and and basically says, "You're a goddess." Yeah, yeah, goddess. Yes. Um, and and I'm I've fallen in love with you. And, and and she goes, oh gee, why didn't you tell us that? <laughs> tell me that earlier, you know, when when I was here. Why did you wait until the very last night? I really don't feel like doing it on the very last night, type of thing. Yeah. So he goes back in time, and then she's like, mm, why don't we wait till the last night? Yeah. So, and it's like, fuck you, Margot oh, Robbie. No, well, well, that's. And you know what? He he. Well, he learns way too late. Yeah, he does. And and in any event. So, um, but we had to talk about her because she's coming back up again. Yeah, she is. So, um, so then we get the cutest montage when uh, Mary and Tim are together with uh, "How Long Will I Love You" playing in the subway, and it's going back and forth. By the way, I I, I really like the music in in this in this movie. It's a lot of piano. It's sort of it's sort of understated. It's almost a little sad at times. The well, music. Well, it's Curtis Armstrong. He did the score for uh, Love Actually. Also, like his scores are sad. <laughs> yeah. So, in any event. Um. But if you remember, the theme to this movie was played at my wedding. It's what Haley came down the aisle to. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't remember that. <laughs> it's not like I told you like four times. Well. <laughs> Anyway, if you told me more than six months ago, I don't remember it. Ha ha. Very so, funny. In any event. So um, to make a long story short. Um, Very short story long. He, 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 he gets up to her apartment because she's, she's, they walk to the oh, apartment. Yeah, yeah. The sex scenes. So, so excited to be talking about this with my well, dad. No, you know what? The interesting thing, is there's, there's, uh, there's a funny part to this thing. Yeah. And and um, Scott and his dad talk about intercourse. So so she goes. Um, uh, can you give me a minute? I want to go up and put on my new pajamas, and you can take them off. Well, the way the way she pauses it is like, I'm going to bed. Can you please come back tomorrow? And then she adds, then you can take them off. And he's like, uh. 
Because she's like, I got new pajamas. And the look he gives her is like, where is this going? And then she goes, then you can take them off. He's like, oh. So so she goes up to the bedroom and she and he trips fall, walking in because she left her shoes. Um, so he trips the first time. Yeah. And he does. He can't undo her bra because it's one that clasps in the front. Oh, God. And, and he's just so awkward. And they have sex, which you don't really see any of it. But, but No, because they need to keep that R rating. Right. So, But they wait. You know, they're lying in bed, and he's saying... I'm sure it'll be better next time. Right, right. You know, it's like, oh, and she says, no, it was very nice and everything. So he goes back in time. Yeah, but I love every time he does that. He goes, can you excuse me? And she's like, uh, uh, okay. And then he goes back in time. And then the second time, he because he, he, he tripped over her shoes, he picks up her shoes and says, dangerous. And then... They have sex again, and it's 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 a lot better. It's a lot better. And she goes, but, "Most people make a mess of it." And he goes, "Amateurs." Right. But then he goes back in time again. The third time he comes in, and he's he's really trying to be like a romantic lead in in a romantic comedy. Like he goes in, and he's like, "I couldn't wait." And she's like, "Oh, okay, ooh, ooh." And yeah, like, like yeah. he he's basically like in a Harlequin novel. Okay, but but my point is this. So in his life, he's just had sex with her three, three times. times. And, and But that leads to the next line. And, right. And, and That's she goes, my point. He's like, now I'm going to have the best sleep of my life. And she goes, oh, only, three, uh, only one time for my, my big, strong boy. And he goes, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny um, in any event. Yes. So, so ultimately, they get married. No. No. Oh no, they don't. No, because oh, no, there's a, there's a, another problem. But but the one of the best scenes in the movie is is her parents are coming up. Oh, you're right. And <laughs> I I just love the scene because uh, she goes, "I have bad news," and he goes, "You're dying. Not that bad. I'm dying." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, the whole scene with the parents. Right. She, so. He he goes. So do they know about me? Uh, kind of. Am I living here? Absolutely not. Um, are we having sex? Yeah, but, but not no or, oral. No oral sex. And I, I, I love when the parents actually come up and they're like, should we come back later? And she's like, that's going to be hard because Tim lives here. Oh, really? And he goes, no oral sex, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but what was, the, what was the thing? I missed, you know, he puts on what I thought were jeans. He's wearing skinny jeans. They're oh. very tight jeans. Oh, so that's like, why she wanted him to wear other pants because her parents are so conservative. Yeah, because he probably in was showing event. brain. <laughs> in any event. Um, so, no, that, that meal that they have together was sort of cute because every question that the parents ask him, she answers. But it also gives insight into him time traveling. Because she goes... Yeah, he's he's a lawyer. He, just oh, when yes, you, yes, that was yeah. When you thing. think he's gonna lose, he wins, which means he goes back in time and fixes the case. Yeah, and I didn't catch that the first time I saw the movie, but when I saw it the other day, I said, "That's it. He just he he's got a case that he's going to lose, and then he keeps going back in time and retrying the case over and over again." Until he wins. That sounds like a Dick Wolf drama, like the next version of Law and Order, Law and Order, Time Unit. So, in any event, so um, so he and his friend Rory. 
Yes. Go go well, to Well, because she wants to sleep the entire day. This was a plot point that they cut out of the movie. Um there's a deleted scene on the DVD where you find out that she's not like narcoleptic. She just really likes sleeping a lot. That was her cute manic pixie dream girl quirk that she really likes sleeping. So so the, he wants to go to the show. And she's like I want to sleep all day. And he's like what sad sack am I going to find last minute on a Saturday night? And he brings his lawyer friend, Rory. Rory. So that guy, he is so funny. Forget the name of the actor who plays him, but he was just in uh, that bad Disney movie, Artemis Fowl. Oh. the bad guy in that. Oh, okay. In any event, so, so they're, at the, they're at the show, and the show's over, and he looks up, and, and who's... And there's Margot Robbie. <laughs> with, another, with a friend of hers. And he goes up to her. And has and, two awkward exchanges. Right, right. The first one is Margot Robbie introduces her friend as her girlfriend. And he goes, oh, that's great because it now makes sense why you don't want to be with me because you're a lesbian. And right. she's like, wait, you thought I was gay? And he's like, excuse me. And then he goes back in time. And then he puts his foot in his mouth again and goes, you might not want to say girlfriend because, you know, people might interpret that as you're gay and, and the girl and her, her her friend who's a girl says i am gay so the third time he goes rory's with him well the third time he's like no what let's not bump into them he's like no what let's go the other direction no 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 he because he says he says there's the girl who broke my heart and rory's like let's go say hi and he's like no and then they're walking out and that's when Rory says, to, whispers to him, she's gay? Well, no, because they bump into each other in, in the... The street. The street. Because Rory... Uh, hold on. It was... I'm trying to think of the line. Uh, Margot Robbie's talking and goes, this is my girlfriend. And Rory goes, ah, lesbians. And he goes, shut up. <laughs> and then my favorite Rory line is, uh, Margot Robbie goes, uh, and you are very well, thank you. <laughs> or any, it's in uh i'm sorry and who are you very well thank you <laughs> in any event so what happens is margot robbie drops her basically they were going she and her friend were going to go out to dinner and rory and and uh tim were going to go out to dinner too. right and she comes back and says i basically told my friend that she's on her own and basically tim basically says to Rory, you're on your own. And they go out and they have dinner. And he realizes in that dinner that she's not that great. Like that Mary is so much better. Somewhat. But but he he's still he's still carrying a torch for her to some degree. And she walks she goes up she he accompanies her to her apartment. I think it's a hotel. I think she's only in town. Okay. Whatever it was, I mean it, you know and and she wants to have sex with him absolutely and then you wonder is he going to do it and that's when that's when the he person goes, i was with goes oh my god is he going to sleep with her and then go back in time like it didn't happen <laughs> right but he doesn't he, he doesn't sleep with her and he goes running back to to mary and proposes right but she's asleep and and uh and she, so and, you and i actually talked the other day about this um, because you thought that this was very Sheldon from Big Bang Theory and that it was basically like a guilt proposal. But I think he always knew in his mind that he was going to propose to her at some point, just seeing Margot Robbie was just made him realize that Mary was the one for him. 
to the point that he literally goes back in time so he doesn't bump into Margot Robbie at all because when he does propose again, he has the the street performers and Rory still. Right. So he didn't ditch Rory. He went back in time, grabbed Rory, grabbed the 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 street performers. No, they weren't the street performers. They were. They were the performers who were performing in the street outside of the National Theater. I thought that they were the ones performing in the National Theater. They weren't in the National Theater. They were on the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I recognized who they right. were. Yeah. So he, he grabbed those people. So he went back in time and made it. So bumping into Margot Robbie never happened. So, so, she, so, so she was sort of a little ticked off at him that he was waking her up to propose. <laughs> So he does this thing, and, and, and you hear music in the next room. And, and she goes, wait a minute. You need to ask me something. Sexy music's playing. Are you on your knees? You're on your knees. And I just love how cute his proposal is because he feels bad that, that he even had to question his relationship for a fleeting moment because he knew how important she was. So a little guilt there, huh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Dad. <laughs> You can't stand when I'm right. But in any yeah, event... Yeah, I also can't stand that I had to talk about a sex scene with my parents. <laughs> in any event... Well, just my dad. So I just thought that the music was, you know, in the background was like a record or, or, or you know... There's no way you can be that soft playing the saxophone. But in any... Yeah, so, so in any event, she says yes, but she wants to go back to sleep. No, so, she says, I'm going to get up and thank you for not... She was getting up. Oh, okay. To celebrate. And she goes, thank you for not making a big deal and having a ton of people. So then he sneaks back into the other room and everyone's there and he goes, can you leave? Right, right. So then that's when Mary finally meets his parents. Right. And this scene is one of the best because it has the best Bill Nighy like, moments. Um, the stuff that we didn't talk about with... with Tim and his parents, played by Lindsay Duncan and Bill Nighy, is that they love him, but uh, they keep him at arm's distance as a joke because um, she even says it in there. She goes, well, I have, uh, when Mary is talking to the mom. What are your faults? I mean, little weaknesses. Oh, uh, (laughs) I, well, I'm very insecure. Sweet. Okay, I, um, I have a very bad temper sometimes. Crucial. How else are you gonna get a fella to do what you want? (laughs) Well, and of course I have, um, I have a weakness for your son. So do I. But best not to tell him. Don't want him getting cocky. (laughs) Um, but I have a weakness for your son. So do I, but don't tell him. <laughs> right. Let's right. keep him in his place. And then the dad does something similar. He goes, what do you think of Mary? He goes, I like her a lot better than you. Oh, no. It's, it's, the relationship, I mean, her mother, his, his mother, they don't develop that relationship a great deal. Um, but the one with the father is clearly the one that, that's being developed. Right. They play te- um, ping pong all the time. and, and uh, We also forgot a line that, Bill Nye had that I loved because to show their humor, their humor is like ours where, where we riff on each other because when he goes to live in, to, in the city, 
Bill Nye, he gives him a hug and whispers in his ear, try not to call too often and bugs your mother. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like that that's a wonderful relationship. And 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 actually when it's when he's driving off his sister, Kit Kat gives him the finger. Well, at first she's standing and leaning on the front of the car so he can't drive away, and he honks the horn, she moves and goes to hug her father, and her father's waving, and she gives him the finger, and the father looks at her and it's, he laughs. He it's, laughs. It's just a really great family. And that's when we really get into Uncle Desmond. Because right. when when they announce that they're getting engaged, Uncle Desmond goes wonderful who are you marrying and he's sitting right next to mary mary oh oh it would have been a, it would have been a nightmare well he somebody did, else he did that with charlotte when with margot robbie yeah yeah when when it was going to be her last night and he goes oh who's leaving and and he he's just so absent-minded i mean he's he's an enjoyable character he truly is but he's I don't know how he ever got along in life. I mean, he just... I think he was born rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, the house that they're living in was pretty good. And he was a... Co- and, and Bill Nye's character was a college professor. Who and, retired at 50. Right. But it's, it's interesting because when, when Bill Nye was telling him about the powers that they've got, he says, so you've got to really think about what you want to do with this power. Because his uncle used it for money and ended up miserable. His father, his Bill Nye's father did. No, no. He said his brother. He said, you know, your uncle, your uncle. Uh, it wasn't Desmond. No. Your, right. Your uncle, it was, it was a different uncle that we never meet. But your uncle used it. And you remember what happened to him. Absolutely sought off. <laughs> Right. So, and, 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 you know, the point that they were making, he, Bill Nye says, I've never found somebody who's, who's really uh, rich, who's happy. Right. So, so he's basically, in other words, he doesn't want his kid to like go to the, the, the racetrack or, or see what the winning lottery number is and then play it the next and go back in time, play it and win money. Because that's just a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> right. But in any event, so um, they uh, announce that they're getting married, they're going to have a baby, and then we have the wedding. Oh my God, the wedding. The, the wedding is great. It is, because it's. What was, there was another movie where, the, where everything in the wedding went wrong. I thought Alan Alta was the, the father in the movie. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but this, this reminded me of that movie. Oh, um, Everyone Says I Love You? Could be. I don't remember. That's the one where uh, Drew Barrymore kept swallowing the wedding ring. It could Cause, be, cause and, and, it, ran, and it, it poured at the wedding, and the and the tent burst as mm. well, and everybody got soaking wet. That's what happened at this wedding. It was like a nightmare. So, I, I mean, mean, leading up to the wedding itself, too, when they have to decide, I love the game, <sighs> the game that they're playing. Uh, she'll take off an article of clothing for everything he gets right. No, and, no, for every decision that he makes. Yes, and I love his reaction. It's like, oh my god, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> just their relationship they're, they're, it feels like a real relationship and when I found out that they never ended up together in real life it kind of made me sad too <laughs> like, and, and, and it, it's funny because when, when, when she you know she says he says where are we going to have it and he goes here and she takes off her, her right. top or whatever and, and he th- goes oh my god it's working <laughs> right but then she asks him another question and like he's he, indecisive it's the best man question oh yeah and she says no not him yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll mess it up. Yeah. He'll screw everything up. And speaking about best men, he went through four of them before he picked his dad to be the best man. 
because what, what they show at the wedding, after the wedding, they're, the best man is giving a speech, and and Rory was was he was good at first. He was sweet, but he then got really nervous and then told a story about the law. Right, but yeah, which was it, it, you know it was it was you know devastatingly boring. And then Jay was telling all of the women he had a slideshow in a PowerPoint of all the women that Tim had had sex with. So 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 he had to go back in time, and then, then he did Harry, and and Harry was like. What I'm gonna write for free, you little shit! <laughs> so, so then he he actually picks his dad, and and it's interesting because Bill Nye did a great the, the dad did a great job as Two the speeches, speech, both one right, but the first one was great, and he says, you know what, I'm not happy with it. So, so because so, I didn't say I love you, you're right? So he goes back, and he changes the he changes the um, the uh, the speech. Um, to make well, it a little you bit had more. to see Bill Nye at least once go back in time. Yeah, probably. Um, but his second speech is when he talks about the three men that he's loved in his life: Uncle Desmond, BB King, and Tim. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but I, I love Uncle Desmond's face when he says, "That only leaves dear Uncle Desmond," and he, the nod and the tear in his eye is just so good. Also, that white suit that he's wearing at a wedding. No, I mean, I was actually surprised that that Mary was wearing a red dress at the wedding. Well, she was pregnant. Like, well, everyone I knew. knew. <laughs> well, you can't wear a white dress. <laughs> well, it, I mean, she didn't show. No, I know. But in any event, but it was a great dress too. So yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying that. So I, I just was surprised that she would be wearing a, 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 a red dress. That's Well, what I'm Richard Curtis is very unconventional. And, like, I mean, in Four Weddings and a Funeral, he, he wrote that Andy McDowell gets married in a suit. So it really, he's, he's weird when it comes to fashion. <laughs> in any event, the wedding was sweet, um, but they come out of the, the church, and now they have to walk from the church to, to their house the in cottage. Portland. Yeah. yeah, the cottage. That's some cottage. It's like a mansion. Yeah. Well, they kept calling it the cottage. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but in any event, and it's it's windy as hell, and it starts to pour, and then they go into the tent, and the tent blows away. It, well, it, it rips, rips first. It, it rips. The- Everybody's soaking wet, and they're drying off, and then the tent rips, and a, like a big deluge of water uh, just sort of drenches everybody again, and then it blows away. Yeah, and I do love in the wedding scene that he asks her, what have you preferred another day? Which means he could have traveled back in time and picked it like the next day when it didn't rain. Right, right. And she goes, no. And he's like, okay, I don't have to do that. (laughs) Right, no. But but see, Mary doesn't know anything about this. Yeah, which that... That's why I was like, why did he tell Kit Kat? And then, like... Well, he had to tell Kit Kat because... She had to get her life together. Right. But then... Okay, so, so, so let's talk about Kit Kat Well, hold second. on, because we're at the end of their love story because they got married, and they had Posey. Yeah, an so adorable that, little, like, ginger daughter. <laughs> yes, but, but we have the three-act structure. So the end of the first act is them getting married and having Posey. Act two is all about Kit Kat. Right, so it's Posey's first birthday... And her her ne'er do well boyfriend Jay Jimmy 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 right Jay was right Jay is the so red, red, actually yeah. I feel like Jay is the secret hero of this movie because because of Jay they go out to dinner and he meets Mary. Oh, J- that's true. Jay is the one who also marries Kit Kat in the end, right? And saves Kit Kat. 
Right. So but he couldn't save the dad. <laughs> right. So, so what happens is, um, so um, they're having a birthday party for Posey, and Jim. Jimmy shows Jimmy, up. Jimmy, who's, who's not a good guy. Jimmy Kincaid. That's how you know. Like, he just sounds like a bad guy. Jimmy Kincaid. Uh, he shows up, and he says, where's Kit Kat? They say, well. We well, thought no. she would be with you, type of thing. And yeah, he says, and he no, goes, "She left a long time ago." And he goes, "That's not good." Right, he does. He says, "That's not good." She's been. We had a fight. She's been drinking. So you find out that Kit Kat was in a car accident, and she's pretty well beaten up. I mean, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's death. Uh, you but know. also, she caused the accident. So well, she's yeah, she ran fault. a she ran a stop sign type of thing. She was sort of inattentive because she'd been drinking. So she's in the hospital, and he goes back in time and rescues her. So that she doesn't get in the well, car. Let's, let's back up. He well, goes so far back in time. No, that- no, no, no. The next thing that happens is he goes back to grab her. So she comes to the party and she's she's hung over at the party. Everyone's drinking red wine, uh, tea. I'm trying to remember the line that Mary says because he brings her in and Mary goes, "I thought she was going to drive herself," and he goes, "She couldn't." And oh yeah, he drove her. Right. And then he brings her to Cornwall, to his parents' house, and that's when he has a, the confession that I can travel through time. And right, but he goes back. No, no, no. I think you've got them. I've got, I think you've got them reversed. No, Dad, I've seen this movie twenty times. Okay. I know. Well, the I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to argue with you on it. But but the bottom line was, he brings her back so far back in time that it was before their baby, before Posey yeah. was born. Yeah, that that's the. That's what happens because he he rescues her while she's drunk, and then he has the conversation with Mary that she needs to get her life together. He brings her to the parents' house, tells her, "I can travel in time." Right, so that they don't. She doesn't meet Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah, and then she beats the shit out of Jimmy. Right, right. She, she and at that, the party for no good reason. Just yeah, yeah. Of, at the the two thousand three to two thousand four New Year's Eve party. Where Bill Nighy, when he beat, when she beats the shit out of him, the smile on Bill Nighy's face, because he knows, right? Because he's been, he he's probably, you know, traveling back and forth in time and knows everything that's going on backwards and forwards. But the, but the interesting thing was that so he comes, so Tim comes back to his house, and well, their baby is now different. It's yeah. not the same kid. But before that, that's where she realizes she's in love with Jay. When she, when they come back from going well, back. he had suggested Jay. He no, said, no, no, no. That's said, in the hospital. That's in the hospital because oh, you're right. You're because right. Because she comes back and she goes, "Oh my God, it's Jay," and he goes, "My Jay," and she goes, "He's adorable." And then they go to have brunch, and he's waiting for them, and they have they have breakfast together. Right. So so then. But then he has to go back again. Because now their kid is a different kid. But then the the big question is, he's gonna erase another child. Well, right, but but at least the, the one that comes back is closer to Posey if it is not the same kid. It's Posey. It is Posey. He goes back to when Posey's born and he pulls Bill Nye aside and he's like, So I can't go past the birth, can I? And he's like, Oh right, I should have told you that. Right. So so be, so um he he goes back in time to make sure that the baby is his own baby. Yeah. But 
that means that Kit Kat's going to have that car accident. And she has to have the car accident. And in the hospital, he, he, uh, he, he says to, to Kit Kat, you know, Jimmy's really bad for no, you. No, she, she comes to that realization herself because he goes, we're staying until this doesn't happen again. So the entire time, she's like, go home. And Mary and Tim are like, nope. And she goes... I have to stop drinking, I have to stop quitting jobs, and I can't see Jimmy anymore. Right, and that's when and that's when Tim says, you know, Jay has had a crush on you for years. Yeah, and I love her reaction. She goes, really? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I also love when, when she goes, oh, well, uh, I have to freshen up. He goes, yeah, you look like shit. <laughs> In any event, um, so... So what happens is at one point Bill Nye he let's get we're going to get back to this now. Well, hold on cuz that this the whole Bill Nye telling him that he can't go past the birth that becomes Chekhov's gun because that sets in motion that's something that we have to know moving forward with the right, rest of the movie. Right, right. Absolutely. So what happens is that um uh Tim and Mary have a second child. Right. who is born well, Bill Nye, he is still alive. Right. So, so th- she gets pregnant with the third child. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Well, she does. But that's after. Because you find out Bill Nye, he is dying. Right, right. You know he's got cancer, he's dying. And Well, the listeners don't know. Well, okay. Well, I was <laughs> going to get to that part. So, so she says, can I... Let's have a, a third child because, you know, if two of them are stupid, you know, if one of the kids is smart and the other one is stupid, you know, at least if we have a third child and the third one's stupid, they'll feel, they you won't have feel two so happy bad dumb about dumbs. it. But that, that logic is flawed because what if you have two smart kids and then the third one just becomes a serial killer? Like, well, in that, any event, but, that, that but was you, the rationale to talk you, them into you, it. Yeah, you, you skipped over something very important. When they're, um, when they get the call that Bill Nye is dying, they just had a scene that I relate to too often, which is having to um, help your wife pick out a clothes <laughs> to wear. Oh, oh, I forgot about because that. Because I've, I've literally had this conversation with Haley when we're going to a function, usually a party that you guys are throwing, and she wants to look really nice. And she's like, how does this look? I was like, great. What about this? Better. Oh no, that was a cute bit where where she but, goes through about eight outfits and, and decides on the very first one again, and every time you know, and and when she says the first one, she goes, he says, oh that looks amazing, and then she goes, well it looks a little lumpy and whatever. And he goes, oh yeah, it does look a little lumpy. I mean, he's agreeing with everything she says. But have you ever lived that with mom? Because I've lived that. <laughs> oh, of course I have. I've been yeah. married forty six years. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, but I've literally said. What he says, I was like, I don't care. I'm about to go mad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Great. Good. Um, how about the blue one? The blue one? Yeah. Yeah. The first one that you tried on that was boring and lumpy, but that wasn't actually boring and lumpy, that one. Yeah, which do you prefer? I don't know. I'm actually starting to go mad. Okay. No. I think I like the blue one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I've never said that. I want to live. Uh, but in any event, so so uh, yeah, that was a cute bit that they did. So and so in any event, he left the kids alone, and she destroyed. Oh yeah. She destroyed. Uh, Posey destroys the manuscript because uh, uh, Mary the, works for a publishing house, and the next like 
big writer has a book that they're supposed to go to dinner with and talk about. And Posey destroyed the book. And Tim's trying to get out. He's like, can you just excuse me? She's like, no, no, no. We got to fix this. And like us and him are like, I can fix this. Right, you right. need to let me leave the room. Right, right. So, in so any then event. they get the call that Bill Nye is dying. Right. And you find out that they've had this conversation before. Right. Because I love that, that Tim just looks at him and goes, um, have we had this conversation before? And he goes, yes. You're right. <laughs> I'd rather let myself down. I hugged you. <laughs> <laughs> I also, it breaks my heart because, as Haley always says, I'm a daddy's boy. Um, so, so basically movies about father-son stories always get me. Even, even in Stand By Me when his relationship with, with uh, Ripper Phoenix's character is, I mean, very father-son, even though they're the same age. But, <laughs> but this, this is the movie that gets me every time. This and Field of Dreams. So, so that's when Bill Nye, he gives, he gives Tim some advice and he says, do you want to know what the, the real mothership is? Right. The secret to, to time travel. And he says, yeah, sure. Like, why didn't you tell me this? Like, you know, when, when you first told me this, um, and, and he basically says, live each day twice. The first day, just normally, to, normally just to experience it. And the second day, and and the second day, you you relive it, but since you know what's going to be happening, just enjoy it. Yeah, just just sort of, you know, smell the roses type of thing. Did you notice in that scene that that the first day that he lives, you don't see the clerk at the um, trial. At, no, no, you don't see the clerk at the food stand. Oh, and then when you when he goes back to the day he's enjoying it, you see how she's happy and smiling, and he's happy and smiling too. I didn't. I, I missed that. I must have missed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also how he writes uh, "total dickhead" about his boss <laughs> <laughs> to cheer Rory up. But in any event, so uh, so, and he, he knows that as as soon as as soon as he has another kid, he's never going to be able to visit his father again. Right. But hold hold on, you you you, you keep skipping stuff. Sorry, Dad, but you okay. skipped you skipped one of the the best exchanges between Mary and Tim, because um, after he lived relived the day and it was great, she goes, "Oh, that's good because if you had a bad day, I would have had to have sex with you." And he goes, "It was a bad day. It was a really bad day. I got fired and I killed a man." <laughs> right, right. I, it's just such a great exchange. I'm I'm more dealing with the larger plot yeah, issues, but and I you're like, dealing with the the, the specific dialogue lines. is important. Damn it! Well, it is. I'm not disagreeing with you. Also, um, I was trying to avoid this. We get to the funeral. <laughs> so what happens is Bill Nye's character has died, and and um, Mary wants to have this third child. Well, yeah, and at the funeral, everyone is miserable, but Tim kind of feels selfish because he can. Go back. He goes back in time and, and, and spends more time with his dad. Yeah. Even though his dad has died, which was, you know, I mean, people talk about, you know, boy, if I only could. could I wish I had more time with my dad. Right, type of thing. Yeah. And, and he knows that he really technically has an unlimited amount of time to go back and, and be with his dad. 
and, unless he has another kid. Right. But in the scene where he, he's hanging out with his dad on the day of the funeral, Bill Nye just goes, where did you just come from? And he goes, it's today. And he goes, oh, I hope I don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye in this movie, the fact that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar is just a travesty. Like, he's so good in it. And one thing that I noticed with his performance is when he delivers his lines, he's delivering his lines as if he's like gone back in time to try and deliver it again to be a good dad. Like I've noticed that watching it this time. Like, like this is probably like the fifth time he's gone back in time and had this conversation with Tim. So he's trying to have fun while he does it. Now, here's my question for you. Okay. His father wants him and Tim to do one one last thing. I'm gonna fucking cry. Don't. <laughs> well, but but the bottom line is, is it because Dad is is going back in time, um, and 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 that's before the child is born, that it doesn't affect the he third said, child. He said if we're very careful and we don't. Right, we and don't, we don't change a thing, so we have right. to do everything the the way we did it the first time. Right. So then, why is Tim like a ten year old when they go back in time that time? Because it was the first time they. <clears throat> fuck! I'm gonna start crying. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the first time that they ever uh, skipped stones. Oh. Um. Okay. God damn it, Tim. <laughs> that scene gets me because um, when he agrees to have another child with Mary, she's like, oh, well, it could take forever. And then it like takes a week. <laughs> like, right, right. Um, so he's, I love in the, the final scene with his dad that he, um, you see the camera coming up like it's spying on them. Right. And then they're in the middle of their last table tennis game ever. And this is the scene that always makes me cry because when he finds out that it's his last bit of time with Tim, he just goes, my son. And he goes, my dad. And like every time, fuck, I'm crying. <laughs> God damn it. Why did you pick this movie? You couldn't have picked when Harry met Sally like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted one, I wanted a movie that had I a wanted a movie that would break you. That's why next year I'm picking Green Mile because I know that makes you cry too, Scott. No, no. Jesus Christ. I, I wanted a movie that had a strong father-son relationship. And that and that's what about time really is I mean it's about relationships but the the relationship between a father and a son um I think really even though it's Bill Nye who who can be as irreverent as the next guy and and is is you know very I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, He's charismatic. Well, he is charismatic, but but he, he you know he 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 says his lines with such ease, and he makes well, them almost what, sound, sound like they're throwaway lines. Right, but that's so what I was important. talking about. That that I feel like he's gone back so many times, and he's just he's relived it so many times that he's. But he he did the same thing as Billy Mack in a, in Love Actually. Well, I mean, he said he was drunk while he was doing that. Did he really? But this this movie is just so good, and the ending is perfect because he realizes that he doesn't need to go back in time. Um, 
which uh, I was watching with Haley, and she goes, that's not true. When Posey becomes a teenager, he's going to be going back in time a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it is a very heartwarming and funny movie. Um, and if you liked Love Actually, you will love this movie, I think. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know. Also, I, I went and I looked on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie has a higher score than three films that have been nominated for Best Picture in the last couple of years. Really? Which ones? Joker, Green Book, and I think it was either from this year or last year. Um, a, a bunch of the movies did not have high ratings. Um, but yeah, definitely Joker and Green Book had very lower ratings than Love it, uh, than About Time. And um, that's kind of upsetting because I always felt this movie should have got better, like, award notice than it did. Because rom-coms never get noticed for anything. Like? When Harry Met Sally only got nominated for Best uh, Screenplay and so did Sleepless in Seattle, like, they never, ever get nominated. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, no, it's not Parasite. Green Book definitely won last year, and it had only a 61 or a 64. Well, remember, Green Book and Joker both were dealing with issues that resonate socially. Joker um, was literally taxi driver with, with the Joker in it. Right, but it also it also sort of I mean people were afraid that it was encouraging violence and criminal activity, so I can understand why why people wouldn't give that a, a great score. No, it didn't get a good score because people are like, did we need to see a movie about the Joker? Where this, on the other hand, um, was they said it was a predictable love story, and I was like, well. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody is the, the other one. Oh, really? Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody is only like 62% fresh. Um, yeah, everything else. Oh, and Vice. Vice was actually poorly reviewed. Oh. So this did not get any award love well, at all. You know, Even Best Screenplay. It deserved Best Screenplay. This was a very complicated movie. Oh, yeah. And to execute it as well as Richard Curtis did. Oh no, he did. He did a superlative job, and and you know if if you want a nice feel good movie, there's there's really no sex in the movie. Well, like they don't. It's not like Fifty Shades or that new Netflix movie, Three Hundred and Sixty Five Days, where they show people having sex. But it's right. implied. Well, it's implied. And, and how did Posey get there, Dad? How did Posey get there? <laughs> well, well, look. You know, we mentioned Big Bang Theory. Remember the 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 scene after Sheldon and Amy have have sex for the first time, um, and the and, night of Star Wars. Yes, the night of Star Wars, which I thought that actually was a pretty brilliant um, analogy, where they're actually saying the same types of things for the movie and and to have sex. But you just see Sheldon and Amy lying in bed, and her hair's all mussed up. And well, that that's from like the the Nora Ephron Rob Reiner school of like movie making. Right, but but the point I'm trying to make is that that other than a little bit of language, it's it's 
this is really sort of a family-friendly movie. Yeah, the only nudity in the movie is the photo of Kate Moss in the museum. Right. Also, I always thought it was weird that Richard Curtis based the character of Kit Kat after his daughter. <laughs> really? I did not know that. So you're calling yourself a bad father. That You're implying that your daughter's an alcoholic. <laughs> well, remember what Harry said about his daughter. You can have sex with my daughter because it's apparently everybody else is. <laughs> right? Yeah. But Kit, Kit Kat, this is a movie where, like, Kit Kat, Rory, Jay, like, all of the supporting characters you like. Oh, yeah. Like, like I can't think of a character that I don't like except for Jimmy. Even eh, Margaret Robbie's character is like, yeah. But everyone else, even Mary's parents who are barely in the movie, <laughs> they're still enjoyable. Right. Um, so how many bagels do you give this, Dad? Out of 13. Oh, I'll I'll give it 11. 11 bagels? Yeah, that's fine. I'm giving it 12. Oh, there you go. I think this is just such a good movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Um it started my man crush on Donald Gleason, which after he did this movie, he was on such a hot streak. He did Ex Machina, The Revenant, and um Frank. Like, Who's he in The Revenant? He's the only good guy in the movie. He's the one who protects Leonardo DiCaprio. He's the captain. Oh, okay. Yeah. He gets scalped by Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, I was I was actually looking at Bill Nye's, like, all of the things he's been in. Before he was, like, really big. He oh was in God. a ton. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's been in everything. Um, even a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yep. <laughs> And a and a uh, Harry and, Potter and a Harry Potter movie. I was shocked he was not in a Star Wars. Well, he didn't. He didn't do a Star Wars. <laughs> so, Dad, thanks for doing this. Oh, it was my pleasure, and and you know what? It was really wonderful. Not only spending some more time with you, but to watch a movie that I otherwise would not have watched again. And, and, you know, uh, your mom was working on something and she came down at the very end. She says, can we watch this together? And we started to, but being old and decrepit, I sort of dozed off at the, you know, at like 10, 1030 um, while we were watching it. And she, I said, did you watch the rest of it? She says, no, nope, I stopped it. We, we'll watch it, you know, when you can, can you remain conscious? <laughs> so, so. Uh, it's such a good movie. Um, so we're going into, I got a little behind in June, so we're going to be releasing a whole bunch of episodes to make up for June, but July is right around the corner. We're starting Stars and Gripes again, and we're doing all Nicolas Cage. So he's our gripe this year. We have a bunch of comedians, uh, going to come on the show. It's mainly all first timers coming on the show in some some old all-stars, but you can start watching our first Nicolas Cage movie, which is going to be Moonstruck. So you can find that for free on Amazon Prime, and I think it's still on Netflix, but other than that, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, or you can email us a choice of something that you'd like to see us do for Not Your Average Saturday Morning um, at W-R-I-T-E-R S-B-A-G-E-L-B-A-S-K-E-T at gmail.com. And Dab, once again, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. 
Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye.